welcome back to the PCT. We're continuing our journey down the green road of absence. So, whenever this gets published, hopefully it'll be back to back with the previous one, but probably not. Why not, John? Why wouldn't I do it back to back? I would just skip it and go straight to the next episode? No, 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 no. I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, well, I found a way to enjoy this absinthe for myself. It's pretty good. Just the licorice aftertaste kind of kills me. But I defeated it with cold water so far. Maybe if I drink enough of it, I'll stop tasting it. This is going to be bad for me. But fuck you, future John. You deserve it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Fuck you, future John. So, I remember, I think it was in, what grade was it? Grade 8? I think it was grade 8. And I remember reading Fellowship or, or um, The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, but I kind of knew a bit about it. Maybe I had read it. I, I wasn't sure, but... What do you mean you weren't sure? It's a massive endeavor to read that in grade 8. You would remember reading Lord of the Rings. Uh, we were given different uh, topics from different books to research about. We could pick our own. And I picked the ring, the one ring, and its journey. Um... Because my great teacher, because, you know, I'm sure she wasn't a fan, because if she didn't, she was. She would have, you know, uh, not spouted uh, some nonsensical stuff she half remembered and half made up. Because I literally, I think it was from The Hobbit, and I can't remember exactly what it is, but it actually led me to reading both. So rereading The Hobbit, reading The Lord of the Rings, so The Fellowship, The Two Towers, The Return of the King. Uh, you know, three gigantic novels as part of one gigantic novel, which was what the plan uh, Sir John Ronald Rule Tolkien had planned out. Nope, not his plan at all. He wrote the first one for his kids. The other ones came along because people kept requesting more and more stories. And also the Cimmerillion. Because <laughs> I wasn't much that much of a nerd. Cimmerillion's actually really underrated. If you like short stories... Read the Cimmerillion. It brings a lot of the story together. This is grade 8. This would have been 92? 91, 92. So before the movies were even, even probably by the time they were probably conceived, they were probably searching for a director. Right? It was a great time when the movies came out. And I know some purists are mad about, you know, things, especially like Tom Bombadil and other things. And it's like, just fucking enjoy what you have. Tom Bombadil adds nothing to the story. Nothing. You know, I didn't like The Hobbit as much, especially because there's a lot more changes, a lot more alterations, a lot more additions, just because to fill out three movies instead of what originally had been one, and then two, and then three movies, right? You know, because, you know, companies like making money. But Lord of the Rings, that was something else. Like, there were scenes in it you know, set pieces that really took, you know, what had been in the books and brought them to life. 
And, you know, maybe it's just something, a function of me trying to be more positive now, you know, because I've been a negative, bitter person in the past. I still am, to a degree, pretty cynical. It's, you know, I'm learning to enjoy what is there, what is out there. You know, I, you know it's not that I don't acknowledge, you know, maybe some, not necessarily downfalls, but some, you know, misconstructions or some absences or, you know, just skipped over parts i my words are failing me i also have brain damage and also you should probably read the book more than once there's so much to catch on the second round but you know like gandalf facing off facing against the balrog even before that you know going to the mines of moria seeing the hallway with the gigantic columns you know and i haven't seen the 4k version you know, but the CGI, I think, for the original versions and the extended version, don't probably haven't you know aged as well. But when you first saw it, you know, it's not like you would get a boner over that. Like you get a boner over that. No, nobody gets a boner over that. Why are we talking about boners, John? You know, I guess go hunt some mountains or something. But you know, just the, the amazement of holy shit, right? that moment. You know, maybe you didn't have it. I did. I still do, seeing it. Sure. Why did you need to see it on a screen, though? Couldn't imagine it while you're reading the book? When the drumbeat first sounds. You know, when they're fighting off the orcs and the trolls. You know, when they're surrounded. And when the Balrog makes his presence known. New Yorkers are fleeing for their fucking lives. Right. You watch that whole sequence. You know, and if you don't feel anything, you know, get a blood transfusion because obviously you're lacking in something. Yeah, like maybe sleep because you're four or five hours into a trilogy of movies before that scene happened. And just going back to, because what my teacher said, I remember it was incorrect. Right, and because we had to do a presentation too, that's why I did all this research. And it wasn't the first time I showed up a teacher or something. I remember a different thing. Uh, we read The Wars by Timothy Finley, and it was my teacher, that teacher, English teacher's favorite book. She was upset, you know, we didn't get certain things because, like, we were in grade fucking 11, you know. No, I don't know. Didn't you say you were in grade 8 when this happened? How did you skip three years? What do we care about? We cared about grunge. We care about music. We cared about, you know, our friends hanging out, having fun. We didn't care about literature, right? Wrong. I cared about literature. I just didn't care about The Wars by Timothy Findlay. I'm sorry. I can't remember the name of the teacher. I, I can see her, you know, with her, you know, thin pointed nose. Uh, are we insulting someone we're apologizing to? That's not the way to go about it, John. Sorry, you know, we disappointed you then. Um, it's taken, I don't know, 20 plus fucking years, but I appreciate it now. Just, I don't appreciate your nose. Your nose was hideous. You ugly bitch. You know, I, you probably never heard it. You might even be dead for all I know. And I hope they slammed the coffin on your pointy nose. Right. But, you know, you set the foundation, right? For me, at least, because I learned to appreciate you know, greater things in English literature and drama. You know, I still don't really get it. 
right? This is why I kind of went into the sciences. You know, I've, I've been realizing over time I'm more of an artistic mind, right? Maybe I use that to just kind of as a crutch to explain my uh, scatterbrainness. You know, but analyzing, you know, motive, mood, uh, you know, actions taken, well, that's back to motivation, you know, and character values, attitudes, right? All these kind of deeper than surface level meaning. And I don't, I can't get that deep. I'm, you know, I'm not that good, but, you know, it's, you know, I watch videos and I watch people kind of breaking down things and, you know, those breakdown videos help me, you know, as, you know, it's kind of like Cole's notes, right? I don't know if that's still a thing, but, you know, they help me kind of point out things to look at, right? And then, you know, I don't, may not notice it the first time or on the next viewing of some things or, you know, viewing of new movies, but over time, you know, I do learn. I'm like, I'm a learn machine learning bot. It takes me a little while. It takes me, you know, a lot of uh, brute force effort, but I figured it out. But anyways, back to the wars, which some of the very disturbing scenes in that. The most disturbing scene is where you switch from talking about Lord of the Rings and start talking about this pile of shit. Um, but we talk about World War One and talking about shooting down the Red Baron and, um, you know, my English teacher, I think she said, claimed what may shot down the Red Baron. And I knew that was wrong. And, you know, I don't, didn't remember... Cl- I, I couldn't remember exactly who, but I knew that was wrong. So I, I did, you know, I, we had to do a presentation. I did a presentation on that. And, you know, factually correct, it was um, a pilot named Brown. Charlie Brown. Or Australian gunners who, you know, shot, gave the Red Baron his fatal blow. And, you know, we'll never know because after he crashed, after being killed... Uh, either the crash killed him or he was shot and killed in the air. You know, souvenir hunters carved everything up, you know, and they just tore whatever they could from his plane, from his body. There's no dignity for him. You know, the greatest, one of the greatest fighter aces of all time. Basically Goose from Top Gun. Right, you know, just this undignified treatment after his death. I guess when you're dead, it don't don't matter. What May was, uh... The coal pot, uh, the wingman of Brown. I'm just looking up. Uh, hey, who shot down Red Baron first? Uh, yeah, first hit when you said who shot. And uh, Arthur Roy Brown, DSC Bar. Nope, it was Charlie Brown. Watch the cartoon. Snoopy's the Red Baron. You know, Canadian flying ace. Right. Royal Air Force credited him with shooting him down. Uh, but, you know, um, I guess the opposing side, historians, doctors, and ballistics experts, from according to Wikipedia, say that Rick Toven was shot down by machine gun fire. So Red Baron's name was Manfred von Richthofen. He had a brother. I think he died. His brother died earlier. Uh, you know, what may get on to later fame um, as a bush pilot, in the Canadian North was his wingman. Are we just reading Wikipedia pages, John? Is that all we're doing on this podcast? Right. Uh, I had a streak of, you know, kind of rebelling against authority. It's kind of coming up. I kind of keep it hidden until at times. Sometimes it just kind of comes out. You know, kind of say something snarkily or whatever. You know, maybe it's just an expression of like, you know, because Asian parents, East, 
traditional Asian, like not just East Asian, but South Asian as well. And it's funny how like when people say Asian, they mean East Asian peoples like China, Japan, Korea, Vietnam at times, right? But they exclude India, uh, and you know, still commonly called the Middle East. Are you trying to bait me into a racial tirade? It's not going to happen, John. I'm going to stay quiet. So, you know, the Arabian Peninsula, Persia, or sorry, not Persia, Iran. I've been watching too many history videos. Central Asia, Afghanistan excluded in there. That's all Asia, right? Geographically, Asia starts from, you know, the Ural Mountains and East. From what I was instructed, you know, I might be full of shit now. Let's double check Wikipedia. Riveting no. entertainment. Asia is bounded on the east by the Pacific Ocean, on the south on the south by the Indian Ocean, the north by the Arctic Ocean. The border of Asia with Europe is a historical and constru- cultural construct. Right? Uh, Commonly accepted boundaries east of the Suez Canal, separating for Africa and to the east of the Turkish Straits, the Ural Mountains, which is the one, the division I I was instructed, uh, you know, throughout schooling. You know, secondary schooling and onward, so grade seven and onward. The Ural Mountains, named when Sir Hilary Scott found them, looked at them drunkenly and said, "You're all a bunch of mountains." Right. So yeah, so what's you know calling you know the Middle East or Western Asia, um, if you're going with the non-Eurocentric term, Southern Asia is like India, Pakistan, that area, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, um, you know. Southeast Asia, you want to make a distinction, distinction there is. Rohan, Gondor, Mordor, let's stay on topic here. Uh, Myanmar or Burma, Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam. Ariador. China is east, along with the Kore- with Koreas, right? Japan, Mongolia, you know, good chunk of Russia. That lost kingdom of guys that are dead and live in the mountain and come back as ghosts. Um, yeah, and you know it's just the connotations, right? So it's just weird. I don't know where when that happened, but also um, Oriental is uh, not ex- not an acceptable term. Um, you know, they're so often like because it's part of names or whatever. It's I accept it. Orient still comes up. Um, I think. That may be more of an American thing, uh, from my understanding. Occidental is the kind of the Oriental means Easterner, and Occidental means Westerner, from my rough remembrance. But I think generally those are kind of antiquated terms, no longer really used. But uh, I'm kind of straying. Originally, I want to talk, just talk about Lord of the Rings, and yet here we are, as usual. How it really deals with. You know, the West, and, you know, sometimes people complain about, you know, it's kind of like, you know, sort of subtly racist because the men of the West are all Caucasian, right? And, you know, the Easterners and, uh, who are the elephant riders? That itself is also racist. You know, are not Caucasian, right? But are part of, you know, Sauron's forces, you know, the forces of the men who've joined the evil side, right? And, uh, <laughs> you know, there's also the misogyny of not having many women characters. You know, the few that there are there are pretty strong. As I remember people, will, I remember arguing with various people, especially when this one girl, it's like, 
how Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time was better. Whoa, whoa, stop what you're saying. Don't ever say that book is better. Just terrible, awful book. And don't try to tell me no story about having to read the next 20 books because it gets better. Fuck you. Tolkien did it right. He said more female characters. But, you know, I stopped reading about two-thirds of the way through the series uh, because... Because it didn't get any better, did it, John? No. The female characters all got PMS and all got bitchy with one another and all got catty. Like, and I was like, I take quality over quantity. Um, and also, you know, because I've been trying to write a book. I'm failing terribly at it. I, I try to read, write a few things a day. Uh, a few words a day, you know, organize my notes. I have ideas, but, you know, execution is just shit. But, you know, it's write what you know, right? Because, you know, you'd write what you know, you make up stuff, right? The people who actually know about those things will call you out. So, you, you know, you can't win either, either way. So, you know, when... So, I look at, you know, Sir J.R. R. Tolkien, you know, when he lived and stuff, right? Like, it was you know, a man's world. But his mother had a humongous influence. So you can see that in the female characters in his books that, you know, they're in the background. They are. They don't have a screen time or book time. But when they're there, right, like they have the strength, you know, like that's the way I see it. You can, you know, maybe I'm just looking at the roses and ignoring the thorns. But you know, you know, what did he know? Like he, you know, he knew England. He knew, you know, the Western European nations. He, I guess he knew Scandinavia. And also he quite liked the Finnish language. Um, I've learned later. It's not actually a language. They call it that, but not a language, not a people either. Right. And, you know, he, what well, he knew, he wasn't expecting, you know, to become, I don't think he was expecting to become a, you know, big international seller, bestseller. You know, in these stories, he, you know, he started off as, like, you know, a story for his kids, and, you know, he kind of made up this world, and, you know, he, he was a nerd for making up languages, um, if I remember correctly. And, you know, everything else is just kind of, you know, it's fiction, right? Did he mean anything about it? I don't know. And, you know, I know some people have kind of taken it, you know, to heart, and you know, written their own stories, right? You know, with their own cultural as their culture as their as their base. I'm like, that's great. You know, and but I guess there's you know, kind of with everything, with every action, there's those motivation and intention. Right? Like you know a lot of and sometimes it gets lost, I guess, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, big trend of cancel culture now and you know, canceling cancel culture and I'm gonna have to pause it here. What the fuck, John? I gave you rules for when you record. Turn your phone off. That was my daily call from my mom. And with the incoming care package. Which reminds me, uh, Beersley says he's got an incoming package for your mom. But I did not forget, this Sunday is Mother's Day. So you can probably guess the date of this, this podcast. So I did get my uh, mom. One sec. John, oh my goodness, what are you doing? Turn your phone off. There are rules. I'm getting six now too, motherfuckers. This is fantastic. Ha <laughs> ha. But, uh, shit.
I think we're talking about Lord of the Rings, but I think I kind of beat that horse to death. Just like how the oil fans kind of stomp some horses to death. Very visually, uh, um, fuck, I just lost the word there. So made very incredible visual in the movies, right? And the ride of the Rohirrim, the pre, you know, battle pre, I'm going to die, get out of, you know, shot by arrows or crushed by a massive elephant speech. That was fucking amazing. That could have been done any better, I think. But you know what? What do I know? I got brain damage, so I'm surprised I can't even think this well. And I go go to now I gotta go back to work. It's <laughs> gonna be good stuff. But um you know, I came up with the idea to come up with it, you know, to talk about Lord of the Rings, but I didn't have too much to say. I wanna keep this one short. Because Dennis already has an hour long raving and ranting to go through. He said he's okay with it, but he hasn't listened to it yet. We'll see what he thinks. In any case, uh, thank you very much for listening. Again, this is just the end of the first week of May. Spring is coming. Winter is coming, of course, assholes. But that's coming, not coming for at least another five months. Okay? Give us some time, right? This is why, you know, we north of the 49th do things in a hurry, right? Vancouver, is that the 49th? Well, fuck them. They're a bunch of hippies anyways. Only thing they, they make money off is selling their goddamn houses. Enough of my ranting. Thank you very much for listening. I still don't know why anyone listens to this. You're awesome. Strathcona Spirits is awesome. I'm getting the free plugs because they are awesome. Worth every penny. Catch you on the next one.